Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have Brent Stone with me. Author, connector, entrepreneur, Brent Stone has achieved phenomenal success across multiple industries in his 20s and early 30s. At age 19, and after only 18 months, he became one of the youngest people to reach the top 1% of one of the largest network marketing companies in the world. Since leaving the network marketing industry, he has invested in multiple passive income streams, allowing his family to live a life of financial freedom. Brent embodies an attitude of serving others and helping them achieve their goals. His boutique connecting agency, Stone Co. LLC, helps people by turning active income into passive income through various vehicles and connections. Brent Stone loves people and, more importantly, helping them to break free of trading their life for money. So important. So important. We rarely think of the trading life for money, but isn't that what we do every day or a lot of us do every day? And it's so important to have uh, secondary and passive income. So you started at 18 and joined a network marketing company where your first, what were your first lessons and how did following them lead to your business growth? That's a great question, Anne. You know, I, I first off, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be on here with you. This is just such a privilege for me. Um, and I, you know, I look up to you. I mean, you've you've had phenomenal success with just all the things that you've shared with me. And I know you're you're very humble, but it, it's really incredible all the things that you've done. But I, uh, I'll jump in. I'll answer that question. So, for 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 me, um, the first thing that I learned was that I, I was incompetently incompetent. <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I tried to get to work right away at 18 years old, figuring out all the things that I needed to learn. And initially, um, I, I started to realize that that my self image wasn't very good. And I, I had to try to develop that, which um, taking massive action while doing a lot of self education, reading a lot of self help books in uh, various categories, started to shine the light on areas where I was deficient in and in, in certain things and uh, learning how to, you know, talk to people, which sounds kind of funny, but I was scared to death. And, you know, if you're 
Uh, if, if anyone listening has had experience in a network marketing business, you know that that's not a good combination to uh, join up in a direct sales style business and be scared to death to talk to people. That's that is a that is a hard way to make money if that's if that's the direction people are going. So to answer your question, that's my first lesson is that I, I learned all of a sudden how much I didn't know and I didn't even know where to start. And so figuring out what categories I needed to learn about in order to be able to get traction in in my network marketing business. Yeah, it's so difficult, um, especially at that age, because you don't have a lot of life experience in business. So it makes it that much more complicated. But and you had to learn fast. So fast. And and really, um, it's funny, you know, I, I put a lot of I put myself in a bad position. I didn't have to, but I wanted to try to have success fast because I wanted to just show my parents that I wasn't this um uh, I was going to say that I wasn't a mistake. They know that I wasn't a mistake. My parents loved me. I had a great home environment growing up, but I had made a lot of poor choices in high school and it led them to believe that I was not going to take responsibility, especially at that age for, uh, for myself, let alone a business. Um, and where, where I was supposed to conduct sales and potentially lead people, they just thought that it was a terrible idea. Um, until I, until I showed them otherwise. And, uh, it was, um, you know, I maybe touch on that later on, but yeah. Oh yeah, but you you certainly learned quickly. So, what did you learn about diversification at that point? So, what I started to realize is that I I, I worked to fund my business, and in my mind, what I ended up really figuring out was everyone has to do something to make money. And I, I think that this is kind of like a very profound point is that people typically have to, ha there's cause and effect, right? So the cause is I work and then the effect is I make money and then, and then I can feed my, myself and then my family and then have a roof over my head, so on and so forth. Well, what I started to realize is that everybody's caught in this cycle unless they have enough of a nest egg that they can invest in different things and have streams of income coming off of multiple things. And the reason why I wouldn't say just a big nest egg that they can earn interest off of is because um, I've seen it too many times where somebody has a huge net worth in like the market or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's a collapse or a crash or something like that. Then all of a sudden it's almost like that, that person in that position is having to go back to work. And I never wanted to be in a position where that was going to be the case for myself. And so what I saw in network marketing was this ability to create a business that wasn't reliant on um, just myself to produce income. I could actually build a team of hundreds, if not thousands of people that could produce, uh, you know, through all these like little uh, amounts of effort over the course of time, they all add up and it's a big amount of payoff. For, for myself. And so I thought, hey, this is great. And as that's transitioned over the years, I, I really started to look at how I could give back and help these people, you know, really learn some of the fundamental things as to why I do what I do. So for me, that was kind of a big thing. And um, I, I do believe that, you know, at the end of the day, 
um, that translated into other things that I've gotten into in recent years where I, I want to be able to help teach people some of the vehicles that I've been able to get into so that I can um, really just pass on what I learned. And I think that that's probably the the, the best thing so far that's been able to come out of um, my, my experience in the network marketing business is just that passion to be able to help other people and being able to celebrate other people's successes. So hopefully that answers your your question there. Um, for sure. But you built up a huge organization and then all of a sudden you pivoted. Yeah. Yeah. So and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Tell us more about that because that's happened to a lot of people in network marketing. They put everything into what they're doing, never ever thinking about how they might have to pivot at some point. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, um, I, you know, I wouldn't pin it on the network marketing business per se. I just think it has to do with, with people. I know that it was just because I had a, I had a pretty substantial disagreement with, with my initial sponsor it had nothing to do with the network marketing business and, and, and totality. The, uh, the whole industry is probably one of the best training grounds, not only to train sales skills, but just people skills and how to run a business. Because I look at it like this in, in network marketing, you're essentially leading a volunteer army because people, unless they really treat it like a business, they don't make a full-time income. And so what I learned um, was diversification very early. And, and thankfully, years before the blow up really happened, where I made the decision to just leave, um, it was it was more along the lines of, you know, I, I practice what I preached and I and I put uh, investment capital into other things. And my wife and I opened up other business and it ended up being one of those scenarios where we were really thankful that we lived a pretty meager lifestyle and we invested in other things instead of fancy cars and whatnot. I mean, we, we did buy our first home, um, a couple of years before that this, this happened, but luckily we didn't buy at the top of our spending range. And even though we have a, we have a beautiful home, um, and we we're very happy with, with, with what we have, we, we didn't try to, you know, live above our means. And that's something that we've always tried to teach people that were part of our network too, is that you always spend below your means. And then you always have uh, a rainy day fund in case anything happens. And I certainly didn't see uh, the events happening the way that they unfolded in the beginning of 2020 for me, but it just ended up being one of those things where, you know, uh, I'm just really glad that we somewhat prepared the way that we did for rainy day type of scenarios. And we were just able to pivot. And after I, I took pretty much the whole year of 2020 off, um, my wife got, got pregnant in um, the beginning portion of 2020. And so we just kind of enjoyed time together and her being pregnant. And then our, 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 our first child was born. And he has just been incredible for us. We, you know, have had so much fun with him. And then, you know, halfway through 2021, I I had had enough time to research and look at different investment vehicles and made some investments and some good and some bad things and made some money, lost some money, and then found some really, really interesting business vehicles that I cannot wait to to help other people access because most of the really good investment opportunities that that I've really looked at over the years, and I mean, most of them are are really good for you know accredited investors because those tip, typically are the ones that people. Um, that are accredited, you know, you get access to the the really good stuff that's not available to the general public. Um, this, however, the 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 one thing that I'm I'm really excited about 
in particularly is is not just it's not it's not just for accredited investors. It's actually for um, entrepreneurs, really anybody that has the capital to be able to start it up. And you don't have to prove, you know, uh, a certain, you know, income every single year for two years in a row to get accredited, like maybe with uh, becoming an accredited investor, even though I, I do try to help people with that. If they're not accredited already, and they reach out to me, I try to tell them, you know, some of the things that they can do to get up and meet the requirements. And then I've got connections to other type of things that are pretty awesome. But uh, generally speaking, um, well, I'll, I'll get into that some of that later on. So I don't want to I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. No, that's okay because um, I'm eager to hear the rest as well. Um, now, most people at at this point in their lives that you were in, uh, they go out and just buy property. They they put everything they have into real estate, flipping houses, and all of that. Why did you cho- choose to go a different route, and how broad is the route that you've chosen? It's it's pretty broad, and I'll tell you why uh, I didn't initially go into real estate is because I was scared. Um, I was I was scared because I didn't have, um, I felt like I didn't have enough liquidity to be able to go into big enough deals that would produce enough cash flow monthly to be able to really. Um, match some of our other business income that I would I would consider at the time to be more active income. We've over the time automated a lot of our operations with our, our our dental business. And we have some really great people that we're very thankful for that help manage and run those operations. But um in real estate, typically, you know, people are having to put down um 20 plus percent, uh you know, 30 percent on on commercial loans for investment properties or whatever the case may be, sometimes more than that. And I was thinking to myself, well, if I if I get rid of all my cash to to buy like a huge um, complex strip mall, something like that, I certainly didn't want to build back in 2021. Um, there was just a lot that I had to consider. You know, how much of of our uh, rainy day fund do I want to part with in order to set that stuff up? So I actually uh, have a really great friend, and this makes all of this relevant. That that got into the trailer park mobile home space and has done very, very well and has um, really turned a really interesting um, business model out of really just diving into um, that mobile home asset class back in 2019. But at the time, he was beta testing his his own theory that, hey, I can get involved in this space without a lot of a lot of capital. And he did some amazing things. And so he's been kind of inspiration for where I'm going to start taking accredited investors because he has um, taught me so much. And I've got some really awesome things down the line of commercial real estate to be able to share with uh, with with people uh, that end up investing in some of the other things I'm about to tell you about, because uh, I wanted to help people get to a certain spot and where they're making you know, over $300,000 a year for a couple of years in a row, then then we can help them file their accreditation paperwork and then get them on to the next stage where they can really look at some pretty cool investments. And um, that's going to be maybe for another time. But for what I'm really excited about for today, how people can benefit today is, is maybe learning a little bit more about the e-commerce space. And so this was like a very easy transition for myself because for for my network marketing business, it was an e-commerce model. And so I wanted to try to stay in that, in that, uh, that, 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 that vertical, if you want to call it that. 
for a little while longer, even though it wasn't network marketing, I, I, I sought out some 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 of the e-commerce store business opportunities that maybe people have seen on Instagram advertised or YouTube or you know, if people are searching for other investment vehicles, sometimes these things pop up. And I'll be honest, in the beginning, I just, I didn't know what to think of some of this stuff. I, I didn't think it was legitimate, first off. And I, I was very skeptical. <laughs> so I had some financial friends, financial advisor friends of mine um, get, get me into the space of mine that I would kind of, you know, open myself up to investigating some of this on my own. And I was put in touch with some businesses in Florida, North Carolina that do like automation services for these types of um, stores, whether it be Walmart stores, Amazon stores, um, Shopify. And I was very interested. Um, once I started to realize how legitimate it was and what the what the cash on cash returns could be on a monthly basis. And, and I got I got put in touch with uh, a good now a good friend of mine in Charlotte. He's the CEO of one of these companies, and and I've and I and I did business with some other companies and whatnot. But this this now now knowing what I know and now doing business with my now my now my friend in in, in Charlotte, uh, he's basically been able to help so much with teaching me the business and the ins and outs. And now I'm just I'm I'm referring a bunch of people to to him um, based upon just. His story, he actually started this company. He was a successful financial advisor himself for a long time and invested in a couple of these stores and then got taken advantage of by some other companies in this industry. It's now an entire industry all in itself, and it's pretty incredible. Um, Amazon, Walmart, some of these store, some of these uh, retail establishments like Walmart, they've gotten so big, they're trying to transition online to compete with Amazon. Amazon, of course, is so large that they have this huge market presence. And now they've opened this up for people to be able to come on board with Amazon as sellers, I'm sure you're aware, to be able to then sell products. And they've opened it up to where people can not only sell sell products, but they, they go and they create branded products, private label products, and then they start selling these things through the Amazon platform. And Amazon has a lot of regulations in place, and they try to make sure that their, their, their customer services is very well um, handled and their their quality control is the word I, the term I was looking for is 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 managed uh, at the highest degree. I, I have Amazon stores. Um, there's people um, that I've spoken to that have done very well in the Walmart space, Shopify space. Um, I just decided to go with Amazon as as my platform of choice, and uh, I just know that um, the FBA program I think amounts for around seventy five percent of Amazon's total uh, gross revenue. So it's not like they're they're doing away with this program anytime soon for based upon all the all the data that I've looked at. And it just makes a lot of sense to be able to help other people get into the space because everyone shops online. And you know what? Things could happen where, you know, people don't want to go or leave their home to go shopping or hit the grocery store like during COVID and, you know, some of these terrible things that have happened over the last couple of years. Well, people still bought stuff on Amazon. And so um, it just it just goes to show that I, I think that it's a it's a pretty protected um, market for people to be able to you know invest in that type of a business system because depending upon you know their products that they put in their stores and those types of things it can be really really lucrative. Now, the main reason why I was doing this is not to um, I want to be really clear about this. 
I didn't want to invest in a, a job for myself. I wanted to make an investment. So that's why my friend George down in Charlotte with, with his company was so important to this whole process because what, what his company has allowed us to do is we, we invest upfront and our investment is, is a little bit larger than what would, it would take to start an Amazon store. You know, if you were just going to do it yourself and, you know, work it, you know, as your own um, sole proprietor, or, you know, you're going to be your solopreneur, however you want to word that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I've got, I've got a friend even locally that has a Amazon store that does over a million dollars a year in, in, in business, very successful. And uh, he was also, we had lunch not too long ago, and he was just telling me about how much work it is and trying to get off just to go on a family vacation was just tough. And again, he makes a lot of money. But um, when I told him about how we have three stores automated, it was just like, total game changer for him. And so I'm, you know, I'm putting him in touch with George. So it's one of the, one of those things where we're, we're just really excited about being able to um, help other people just take advantage of this opportunity and to automate cash flow. I mean, I don't know if too many other investments and I'm totally happy saying this on air because I've, I've got the, the, the number and the numbers and the data to, uh, to go over, but essentially we, we have, you know, the ability to show 25 to 40% returns and there's not a lot of other things out there that can produce that type of monthly cash flow. And what's really neat is that they've gone a step further. And over the last couple of years, they've been networking with investors, which is a really great thing to do, especially before you even um, get your, your client base for what you're doing. I'm, I'm referring to giving credit to, to George's company. They, they spent time getting contacts with investors that want to buy mature Amazon stores once they've been started up. So now for some of our stores here in, you know, two years or so, I mean, I, basically every three to four years after you have stores that have been growing, you have the ability to show your data and then say, hey, investor, would you like to purchase this store or this brand or even just a product out of your branded store? And what ends up happening is that a lot of times you can sell that for five, 10 15 times whatever the initial investment was, and that's substantial. And so there's a lot of people that just, other than myself, that really just, you know, uh, sing and dance about the type of potential that, you know, you can really get out of some type of program like this. I, again, haven't been able to find too many other things in this current economic climate that can do that. Now, um, I guess I'll I'll be quiet. I, I can keep on going. I just no, wanna... <laughs> no. This is wonderful for me because, as you know, I started out with a product. Yeah, and yeah. I have Amazon resellers who who sell my product, and yeah. it's the one area that people don't really talk about. They don't talk about all of the mom and pop organizations that have created businesses on Amazon. When people think Amazon, they just think. Amazon warehouse, it's this whole huge conglomerate, and they just purchase product and and they're purchasing from these huge uh, businesses. But in a lot of cases, they're not. They're yeah. they're purchasing from small businesses. Yeah. And that's that right. was that's what I learned. I learned that people came to me and said, Listen, we have a business, we want to sell your product. Will you sell to us? And I said, yeah, sure. Not even understanding what it was about. And the craziest names I had ever heard. Crazy names. So why would they want a lingerie accessory in their portfolio? 
they've done very, very well. Absolutely. So they've been, they've done very well for themselves, but that's what has kept food on my table for a number of years now. So it's those entrepreneurs who think outside the norm that it isn't just nine to five, it isn't just real estate, it isn't just tradition, traditional investments. That's our future. And that enables creative people to be insanely successful. Uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday about someone who had an idea for a product. And everybody told him he was crazy, but he's made, he's made it work. Yeah. So, yeah. So how do, so what's the first step in working with you? So it's really, that's good. That's a good question. So up until this point, I've just had it set up on my website. You know, people go to stonecorsl.com and then they click a couple, there's a couple different places where they can click and schedule a time to talk with me and usually a 15 minute consultative call. And I, I actually, before, before I even offer this to them, and I typically will try to get an idea for where they're at. Um, a lot of people just think that, you know, Hey, if I go and set up a call with someone like Brent, you know, they're just going to try to sell me on whatever they're going to make a lot of money on. So for all the listeners, uh, I can appreciate that. You know, I've, I've been in sales my whole life. Um, I'm at a spot now where we have, you know, we have our healthcare business and, you know, we have a couple other things where we, we, we generate revenue off of, I'm not just trying to get rich off of, you know, one of these transactions, this is not really going to make me rich. So it is truly a way for me to help build my network. Number one, my theory is that if I can have, you know, a handful of people on a monthly basis that end up going into this program, they're going through me. And it's, it makes me, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, it makes me look good to some of my friends, you know, that are running these businesses. But what's really cool is that these are some of the people that I've vetted over the last 15, 20 years that are professionals in the space that do a really, really, really good job of taking care of affluent people or just people that are trying to become more affluent. And they, they just provide, and not even just with this e-commerce opportunity, I've got ton, like if someone goes to my website, they'll see, I've got lots of different areas of expertise and different businesses that we own. My wife and I, I think we, we have eight different businesses now. So there's a lot and different industries and verticals. And so for, for me, someone comes and talks to me, I might be able to put them in touch with someone in another business of mine. And whether it be another connection of mine of another uh, type of investment that I've made that they may have an even more of a a bigger interest in that, that might not produce as much of an ROI, but man, they are really interested in that business because it just, we get talking in conversation and they tell me all the things that they'd like to get into. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I know people that do that. And I, they do it at a very high level. And that, that type of thing I, happens more often than you think. And most of the time people are interested in the e-commerce side of it because it's typically someone like yourself that's already a successful entrepreneur that's like, oh my gosh, well, I've seen the ads for it, but I didn't know if it was real or you've already had the experience on your side where you had somebody in the Amazon space come and buy your manufactured product off of you to sell in their store. So you've been exposed to it in some capacity. And now it just sometimes it's just running into someone like myself that, that, that kind of does it from a different position. Like we, my whole goal is to automate business for people so that they can still own the business, but then not have all the, the, the headaches. So the first step would be just hit my website, book a 15 minute call. And then I would love the opportunity just to learn a little bit about, you know, whoever 
whoever it would be that has an interest in um, either figuring out more about the e-commerce program, uh, whether it be with one of the different uh, stores that I mentioned on here, or just figure out some other ways of like tax mitigation strategy or, you know, figuring out how they can um, have some, some really cool vehicles to help with padding their um, post-career income. And I think a lot of people, if they could figure that stuff out sooner, they would just give them options. Not that they have to quit doing what they love or anything like that. That's not the point. If someone loves what they do, they just should have the option to do it. They shouldn't be pressured because they need a paycheck to go and do it. That's my whole, that's my belief. Um, anyway, I, I could talk a lot longer on that whole topic as, it, as, as its own standalone topic, but that's, that's what I'm really excited about. But you also um, make it easier for those people who want to invest yes. and have the ability to invest on a smaller scale. Absolutely. Um, without saying that you have to be a multimillionaire in order to do any type of investment. And of course, these days with the banking industry the way it is, um, it gets very difficult. Yeah, you know, it's 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 too bad. You know, when I was a part of network marketing, not that it was ever said out loud, but it was almost like nobody nobody in in my line of coaching wanted me to go and invest outside of investing back into my network marketing business and um other than my 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 coach's coach. And he had other investments and he talked about it all the time, but I almost feel like, you know, um I want to help. I want to help people invest when they've got some side cash. Like my wife and I, we were very frugal. I mean, for years before 2020. I mean, we we had we had virtually three different six figure incomes. We had her, my wife's job income, which was basically six figure income. Mine, um, which was right on the cusp of of, of being that. The, the last, I don't know. I think my last W two uh, pay stub back in the whenever I stopped working was like $92,000, excluding any kind of cash incentives or trips I qualified for or anything like that. And then we had our, we had a network marketing income and we lived in a thousand square foot apartment. Maybe it was 1100 square feet. It wasn't very big. And we just, we paid off all of our debt when we were like going through our, um, our, our time where we were engaged and we were trying to get on the same, the same page with the budget and just trying to go through all these things. And we just, we lived like incredibly frugal and where all of our friends were going out and buying new cars and buying townhomes when they're early 20s and all this stuff. We just quietly put our money aside and just kept on working hard. And, um, you know, we, we could have invested in other things. Like if, if, if our coach would have, all, you know, given us other ideas, we, we could have done something. And, it's not, I'm not, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not blaming my coach or anything like that. I, I could have been a big boy and went out and done my own research, but I just, it, it just wasn't readily available to me. And now, Ever since, you know, some of the stuff started popping up, you know, people pursuing us about investing in businesses and other opportunities, you know, around 2017, um, right, right around the time we bought our house in 2016, uh, we, we got into the dental opportunity in 2017. And then um, we started looking at other things and I became a little bit more, uh, I, I started taking action more on some of the stuff with like crypto and some other things. I'm um, in like very small amounts. I'm not, I'm not an expert by any, any means. And I don't have a lot, but I tried to start learning different things and putting money in different places. And then in 2020, that's when really, we just kind of opened up and said, you know what, we're just going to go for it and buy some other businesses. And that's what we did. So. It sounds wonderful. And these days that is so important. 
my mother and my grandparents came to the United States after World War II. And my grandmother said, you can have it all today and it can all be gone tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, you have to, if as long as you have your health and you're able to think, there are always possibilities. Yes. And so I've learned that as well. I've pivoted more than once. So tell our listeners again where they can find you. Sure. Yes. Uh, so our our website, you know, uh, it's it's Stone Co. Like my last name Stone C O, and then the letters R S L dot com, and then on Instagram it's at Brent underscore S T O N E C O underscore, and um, yeah, people can find me there. And then there's also a Stone Co. page on Facebook as well that I'd love for people to follow. And I keep that up to date with different events, places where um, I have um, speaking engagements or different things going on and people can uh, reach out and ask questions on there and different, different things, but definitely on the platform, if they reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, or on the website to book an appointment, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Wonderful. And all that information will be in the show notes. So our listeners can find the information in the show notes. I can't thank you enough uh, for being my guest today. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thank you, Anne. This is the the pleasure is all mine. Thank you again. And it was so good to see you at in St. Louis over the weekend. That was so great with the with the business leaders network. That was awesome. Yeah, we didn't mention the fact that that you were one of the speakers there. So I had an opportunity to hear you speak there as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. But it was it was great getting a chance to see you there. And uh, would uh, looking forward to the next time we get a chance to talk together. And we'll we'll see you soon. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.